I also want to make the point here, right? I mean, I feel like my rendering of events just now might give the impression that I'm more on, you know, Team Larson and, you know, the Dorland is the bad art friend. But there's some other details here uh, as well. I mean, as the piece makes clear, you know, this story that Larson wrote, you know, drawing heavily on the details from Dorland's kidney donation. You know, there's a character in the story. And as it's described in the piece, white, wealthy and entitled, the woman who gave Chuntao, this is the character in the story, her kidney is not exactly an uncomplicated altruist. She's a stranger to her own impulses, unaware of how what she considers a selfless act also contains elements of intense, unbridled narcissism. It's a pretty mean spirited caricature. And it clearly is based on her impression of what Dorland her her art friend was doing and and had been doing and kind of seeking approval for this kidney donation. Furthermore, she kind of has her own spin on the story, which is that it it is itself a Rorschach test. It is it is kind of a version of the dress for racial awareness. She's a writer of a mixed race background. And, you know, this is something that, you know, in her own kind of, you know, self-description, she brings to a lot of her own work and things like that. And I have to say, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm still not entirely clear on how the story is supposed to be a Rorschach test for racial awareness, but what she did also seems quite, you know, mean-spirited. Yeah, uh, I, I've not read the the short story because I've I've been just trying to live my life, but uh, <laughs> a, a, apparently, you know, the New Yorker reviewed it and they said that it was interesting because the the actual short story is, according to this particular reviewer, very unnuanced and like decidedly very negative towards the Dawn Dolan character. Like it presents her in a very one dimensional way and exactly the way that you described without any of the sort of more complexities that, you know, if you read the New York Times piece, I think you you get with her her character as as you get with Lars's character. I kind of look at the story as a matter of, of hurt feelings just escalating because Dawn Dolan clearly was hurt by the fact that uh, Sonia Larson would not uh, acknowledge this thing she'd done. Um, and then Larson then also kind of used her, her status or, or, or used the, the, her talents to mock publicly Dawn Dolan in a, in a way that it was immediately, I think, recognizable to people within their orbit and maybe maybe the the mutual friends and family that kind of thing she was also getting booked at festivals and things with the story the story itself was successful yeah so you know imagine if someone had written a story about you you know barely changing the the identifying details and you know originally actually even copying and pasting your own words into this character that's portrayed very unflatteringly and is now going to be released to the entire world to read and to sort of revel in and laugh at and, and, and scorn. So Dawn Dolan's response, which was to take legal action to try and, and block the, the stories of subrution, you know, I think it, it, I don't agree with it, but I, it's a very human response to this predicament that she was in. I think the copyright lawsuit is a stretch. I think if you start to say, well, you know, you took words from my letter and you put it into your book. And so that's for, that's, that's plagiarism. If that's allowed to stand, I mean, that, that imperils a whole bunch of uh, artistic pursuits that, are, you know, where you, where you take details and even sometimes dialogue that you have heard people say in real life and you put it in that, that it would be a very bad decision from Dawn Dolan's position. I can understand how she got to the point she did. I can 
can understand how she would get to it, but like, not only is this not a new dilemma, but it's one that is is so absurdly common. And and the only difference between you know Philip Roth writing a poison pen book about his ex wife or Orson Welles making a, a thinly veiled movie about William Randolph Hearst is just that these people are so insignificant. Yeah, it, it feels like you're kicking someone when they're down, or to to use the the parlance of a time you're punching down. Yeah, and as compared to Susan Kane, Wells going after Hearst, you know that's a very powerful man and a public figure who who you could say really deserved it. But you know, to what extent is it even punching down? Because the level of success that these two people had wasn't, you know, it's not comparable to the disparity of success between Wells and Hearst. Um, I mean, one of them was more successful than the other, but they're both sort of in this little uh, sub suborbital level of success, and it only becomes punching down retroactively because the story became so popular. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's building any point, except if I have to be on a side, uh, my side is for unbridled artistic expression, even wow, at the expense last... of people's feelings. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I would say, I think from my survey of, of very informal and anecdotal of speaking to people, most people have been on Dolan's side. Although I think the, the biggest reaction is people have kind of a distaste for, for both figures. But there are there are some, you know, uh, some committed uh, Team Larson people. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I hesitate to put myself on Team Larson because like, do I think this was a nice thing to do? No. <laughs> 